You are in tune to KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and uh, we're talking to Paris, calling from, uh, are you up in Oakland now? Yeah, right outside Oakland. Well, uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, let's get right into the discussion. Okay. Uh, on your albums and your press releases and on your website, you describe your rhymes as being the hard truth. So describe for our listeners what constitutes your hard truth. The ongoing fight for social justice, in a nutshell. And really, the music that I put out, not only for myself, but for other artists, and the uh, company that I created, which is Gorilla Funk Recordings, is dedicated to providing an alternative to standardized commercial rap and homogenized entertainment. <clears throat> How did you come about uh, your politics? Give give listeners uh, a bit of your background. You, you certainly have a degree in economics from right. uh, one of the top universities on the, uh, in the Western United States, mm-hmm. UC Davis. Um, how does someone go from uh, becoming a, a, a going from a, a economics or business major, which you know has a reputation for being a little less than progressive, right. to uh, someone who's got the the radical perspective that you do? Well, um, grew up and born and raised in San Francisco, and uh, you know was obviously always spent all of my time in the Bay Area, which is a is you know, a lot of people would argue is a progressive place. It's definitely diverse. And uh, when I went to Davis, was uh, recording all the while while I was up there because hip hop was was you know really a new phenomenon at the time, and was soaking up influences just from different places from you know Public Enemy and BDP and X Clan and you know all of these kind of progressive groups that were precursors to me, and then was working at a radio station up there called KDBS, and. Once I graduated, I came to the realization that I really didn't have any political awareness, so to speak, to speak of. And and uh, it was only after going to a, a Farrakhan rally in uh, at the Kaiser Convention Center in Oakland that I began to check myself and to realize how very little I knew about myself and about my culture. And you know, I had never heard of Malcolm X even in even up through college. Which was, uh, you know, was disturbing to me, and it kind of uh, underscored the shortcomings of the educational system in that regard. So I began to do a lot of outside reading. I joined the nation. I began to affiliate myself with former members of the Panther Party, and just began to to it was like almost like a crash course in um, um, social and and ethnic awareness for me. And then, you know, I got my uh, deal actually right before graduating uh, from college and my first single came out and went top 10 I think the April before I graduated which was in 90 and so when I got out I had a job you know and the the second single came out it also went top 10 and the album was coming out that November and uh, I believe that went top 20 when it came out and just kind of its way up the charts as it was going, so I was on the road, and I was, you know, affiliated with all these different people and began to soak up a lot of different points of view, and just, uh, you know, the the more that I did it, the more exposure I got uh, to people with different walks of life and, and, uh, and, you know, from different environments, 
and it just be it was a good thing. You know that that is really what did it for me. It's it's very interesting that uh, it's very interesting that a lot of people get their education not uh, in the classroom at right. major universities, but what takes place uh, in between classes. I uh, I teach at uh, I'm a professor at one of the Cal State campuses down here, okay. and um, I teach justice studies. But what's ironic is that I got my uh, my doctorate at uh, Rutgers University, which uh, the graduate campus is located in Newark, New Jersey. And so I was living in the heart of Newark, New, Jer- Newark, New Jersey for seven years working on my thesis. And I found that uh, all of the theories as to what caused crime had nothing to do with the reality of the environment in which I was living. And, you know, all of the theories tried to blame individuals and tried to blame, you know, what, uh, what the books call greed, I call inequality. Right. Because greed is simply wanting something you don't have that you recognize other people having. And so uh, it's just an interesting juxtaposition, I think, that uh, what's taught in the schools is not the same kind of uh, knowledge on the streets. And we even make a distinction between book knowledge and street knowledge. And what I think is so fascinating about your your lyrics is that it's a, a perfect dose of both book knowledge and street knowledge. You don't shy away from education. In fact, uh, the website, which we'll get to in, in a minute, uh, has a list of suggested readings and uh, you know awareness kind of links and so forth. How do you uh, balance the two when you start uh, writing your songs? I just I just aim for the high road, man. Honestly, and I think that honestly, and I think that I think, and I. Think being kept artificially young and artificially dumb. I mean, I've been saying that for a while now. And it is really, really, really a more mature perspective. I'm not going to say it's grown-up music or anything like that necessarily, but it's, it's, it's definitely music for people who want more, who demand more from their music and who demand more from the enter- entertainment choices that they make. You know, this this music causes people to it, it causes discussion, hopefully, and it causes people to question what's going on and and to want to know more about how, how, um, the information or the or the propaganda, depending on your point of view, that you're, 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 you're provided at every every day. I want to remind listeners they're in tune to KUCI in Irvine. This is Justice or Justice. We're speaking with Paris. His new album is titled Acid Reflex. It comes out, I believe, uh, at the end of this month, just in time for the 2008 uh, election. Yet one of the things I like about the new album is that it ignores the politics of personality altogether and instead focuses uh, exclusively upon policy. So from your perspective, Paris, uh, what are the hard truth policies not being debated during this election season? Well, not being debated. Not being debated. <laughs> I mean, being debated amongst people who care, not being debated in the mainstream. Uh, I mean, pretty much everything that you don't hear. Uh, you know, what we what we currently hear about, obviously, and for and for good reason, is the economy. I mean, that's the one thing that is that that affects everybody across, for the most part, all walks of life. Now, you know, even rich people are crying broke at this point because it is as bad as it is. So, of course, that's going to be the focus. And then the war, it, it seems as though that's just been completely uh, taken off of the table. You know, we rarely hear conversation about uh, about U.S. foreign policy anymore, unless it is to indict one candidate or the other for 
being you know a terrorist sympathizer or something to that effect or not or not uh militaristic enough right exactly um but everything that has to do with 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 the social issues that pertain to everyday people not just job creation or, or job retention but actual social issues um issues so you know uh, that have to do with the inner city issues that have to, have to do with education issues that have to do with crime um issues that and issues that have to, have to do, do with the uh, you know the prison industrial complex and and, uh, and all of the inequality and the inequalities that exist um none of those are being discussed one of the things that uh, I thought was really interesting in uh, one of the past debates was, uh, I guess it was the vice presidential debate, was seeing the two uh, the two parties try to out uh, out Israel the other one about which one supports Israel more and their idea of a a foreign policy uh, platform for the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is, well, I love Israel more. Well, I've been in the Senate longer, and I love Israel more. One of the things I love, uh, I don't remember which which track it is on the new album, but you just it's just a little passing lyric, but you point out that uh, the United States provides uh, more funds t- to Israel than uh, it does to the entire African continent. Right. And it's just so interesting how when you put it that way, it, it just really draws home what's going on with our policy. And yet when people criticize Israeli policy, as Jimmy Carter did, you get accused of being uh, anti-Semitic. And, right. and I'm Jewish, for God's sakes. I was, you know, I was raised, I was bar mitzvahed and everything, but I could see the hypocrisy of so many of their different policies. And I think that your album provides so many examples. I mean, if people want to know what's not being debated in the 2000 election, they need to only uh, pick up a copy of uh, Acid Reflex. One of the other things I I, I think is interesting is uh, we keep hearing people ask about the uh, Latino vote and whether Latinos would be willing to vote for an African candidate. Now, this isn't a program that endorses any Tet <laughs> 
If it does, it usually endorses third party candidates. I like there's a track on your album that really kind of this this idea that that African American and then and Latinos should this on ongoing going battle. Could you 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 discuss that track 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 interesting i'm reading uh the autobiography of la casa uh cesar chavez's autobiography 
And it's just so interesting that he revered the, the teachings of Martin Luther King. And of course, Martin Luther King revered the teachings of Gandhi. And it just kind of all comes f full circle how we could we could learn from one another rather than uh, than demonize. There's a lyric in that song uh, that you mentioned. I guess it's called it's called One Gun. I've got the advanced copy, so it doesn't right. have any track listings. Okay. Um, but uh, there's a line that uh, one group's Minutemen is another group's KKK, and I think that that's just such a, a powerful image that uh, that really draws parallels of the experience of uh, people of color. Right. Uh, well, let's talk about something that you had you had just mentioned, and uh, it's that you always have songs of a particular theme, um, at least a couple that that right. tackle the same things. One of the things that I think is is uh, commendable but it's also got to be risky about your albums is that they do tackle and they they dissect current events and i say it's risky because a lot of artists want their songs to be relevant 10 20 30 years later um but what's interesting is uh, in preparing for this interview i went back and lis listened to some of your songs about bush number one right and i can't really tell the difference about which <laughs> which bush you're you're, you're singing about right. so um Talk about, uh, is that a concern of yours that, that the albums might become, not, not the albums might become dated simply because you're referring to people that aren't necessarily in office anymore or? I mean, as long as there's enough focus put on the actual production and the presentation of it, I think it withstands the test of time. And, and, you know, when I go back and I listen to certain Mar I mean not comparing myself to these artists but certain Marvin Gaye or Stevie Wonder tracks they make reference to to political snapshots in time even Gil Scott Heron does you know but they don't they don't they, the impact is not diminished over time and so I just want to be sure that the the material that I'm putting out is material that I'm not ashamed of in a few years more so than whether or not it's 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 relevant um I mean, I have a, a line about uh, Joe Biden <laughs> on the title track of Acid Reflex. And, you know, I had mentioned him in passing. Um, Before he was, he was named? Yeah, when he was still actually running for president. Right. You know, and then, of course, he got asked to be vice president. And now he's the vice presidential nominee. And it, all still, it still fits. It still, you know, even that came full circle because I was, had a concern about that for a minute. But. When all is said and done, people recognize the intent. And I think that people who are into the material that I create, who are supporters of what I do, recognize that. And they appreciate the fact that somebody is, is kind of speaking out uh, on this platform, in this environment, in a way that resonates with them. It also makes the albums almost sound like a history lesson that you could go back and listen to uh, the earlier albums that talk about Bush one, and then you could go ahead and listen to uh, Sonic Jihad, which uh, gets got so much play here uh, at the radio station, uh, and then now listen to Acid uh, Reflex, and of course your work with Public Enemy in between, and you could really see the progression of uh, of history of just one person in power replacing another person in power but the policies remain the same right and so, of course you know the 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 whole trick of it all is to make it entertaining you know it's easy to just pile on facts on on records and 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 have it not really be something that moves you the, the idea is to incite some type of emotion in the listener and to engage you 
you know, repeatedly. Like the, the whole idea of it being able to withstand repeated listen is, is is a big concept for me. So I want the records to be theatric. I want them to, to be cinematic when you listen to them, and for something different to come up, you know, to 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 come to your attention every time you listen to it. So hopefully I've achieved that. I think you have, and I think it's, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that one could listen to Sonic Jihad and hear you rapping about uh, Amadou Diallo and then listen to uh, the new album and hear sound bites about the Sean Bell case or uh, about uh, Louisiana. And it's, you know, it it's unfortunate, but at the same time, uh, you do it in a way that, uh, that inspires people to take action. And I think it's a perfect way to, uh, to round out the interview. If you could tell listeners, uh, a bit about the origins of Gorilla Funk, because are you, uh, an activist and an educator first and an artist second? Or are you an artist first and an activist educator I mean, second? I don't even necessarily know that I would consider myself an activist. <laughs> I think that, I do material that that inspires, you know, I don't, is that activism? I suppose it is. I know that I, I, I always knew that I was going to do music. I knew that I was going to do music that made a difference, hopefully, in people's lives. And really kind of the the bucking the system aspect of me is, 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 is really out of necessity. A good portion of it is, you know, um, just in terms of making this material available. Of course, I'm always going to say counter-establishment things. I'm always going to to be at least borderline to this one. And I'm always going to raise issues that I think uh, go ignored and need to be discussed more. Um, but just in terms of, of making the material available, it's been a hard road. you know. And, and Guerrilla Funk was really put together specifically for the release of Sonic Jihad a few years back in uh, 2002 or something um, in, a, in, a, in a very kind of pseudo-patriotic post-9-11 environment where not only was there blatant censorship across the board uh, of a lot of material like this, but there was also a lot of self-inflicted censorship even from companies that, that I considered to be somewhat progressive. So I knew that I had to create a situation um, of my own to be able to release not only my material but material of artists that think like me to be able to make it available and that's how Gorilla Funk was born and, and I always I always uh, had the idea you know that I always had the knowledge that there were at least half the country felt this way you know and so why isn't there entertainment that speaks to that half outside of Michael Moore or something you know right and uh and especially it wasn't being reflected in music. I mean, there were some people who were in music that, that expressed these same sentiments, but they seemed, they seemed uh, uh, like they weren't empowered. They weren't able to be heard on, a, you know, on, a, on an international scale. And so Gorilla Funk was created to do, to do that. And, and since then, you know, I've had projects featuring Public Enemy and Dead Prez and Cam and KRS-One and, you know... Uh, I got film projects with the Dixie Chicks and <laughs> wow, and uh, it, it's you know Andy it's Flag and a bunch of other folks you know so so it really is a uh, uh, it's kind of just blossomed on its own as a result of people 
who are supporters who really feel where we're coming from. You know, it's amazing how uh, how quickly we forget. I know Gore Vidal refers to the USA as the United States of Amnesia. We forget that in the wake of 9-11, uh, radio stations such as uh, Clear Channel stations and so forth were get were circulating uh, do not playlists right. that had things as as uh, you know as I guess predictable as songs by Rage Against the Machine. But then when you've got John Lennon's Imagine, uh, you know, being banned, it it certainly shows the need for a guerrilla funk. So could you just describe quickly to our listeners some of the content of what they could find if they log on to guerrillafunk.com? Well, there's a uh... There's, of course, political commentary on there. There's a, um, a merchandise section. There's a, a section with previews for the um, audio and film products that we have available. There's a, actually currently a, a uh, financial assistance applet on there for people to, to, to learn about finance. I think in this environment, it's even that 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 much more important to have something that's easily digestible for people to understand what's going on with money. Um, and it's and, a great way to combine your, your background in, in book smarts with uh, some everyday street smarts. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. And then there's a, uh, there's a $10,000 scholarship uh, contest that's going along with the release of Acid Reflex, which is like a, think of it like Willy Wonka. It's really a golden ticket uh, contest where there are three chances to win ten thousand dollars for college or for housing in this environment i think that is uh is necessary for me to give back to those who supported me over over the years and and there could not be you know more perfect timing and it's just so interesting because uh you know, a lot of listeners of, of this station also listen to a lot of the, the NPR kind of stations. And uh, during their fun drives, they give away, you know, Mini Coopers and Hummers and, and Macintosh and, and iPods. And uh, it's just... Uh, Mini Coopers. Right. More, more glamorization. I'll of, one. What was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will too. But I think it's interesting <laughs> that they have an opportunity to... Uh, to provide another public service, but instead, you know, a lot of the fundraisers that uh, stations have are giving away more, you know, consumerist uh, objects and materialist things that we really don't need. And so, I think it's great uh, what Gorilla Funk is uh, is doing. It's it's really commendable. Well, thank you. I think I think a lot of times, you know, it just it, it just goes to uh, show that education is valued very little amongst those that don't know, and you know, specifically in, in, in the realm of hip hop in this in this specific genre, I wanna be sure that people understand our commitment to education and why it is so important to be knowledgeable about everything. That's not say saying you gotta walk around being a nerd, but even the stigma of being a nerd is something that prevents a lot of people from wanting to know more. And <clears throat> we've seen, you know, all of the things that have existed over the course of this past, say, 15 years, is really a result of nerds. You know, everybody who's not a nerd has been at the mercy of other people. You know, from the tech run-up, causing housing to go through the roof, causing everything to be you know more expensive than it should be in the Bay Area specifically, um, and really around the nation, to these bubbles that are created by people who are in the know, who benefit from things going on that other people are excluded from. I mean, all, it all boils back down to how much you know, knowledge, you know, even if you're just, if you're, if you, if you're on the street, how much knowledge do you have about 
doing whatever folks do on the street? How much knowledge do you have about the business of music if you want to be a musician? You know, all of it, when 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 you're deficient in that department, then you leave yourself open to whatever. And, you know, I'm just really trying to say people need to be self-empowered. And if people want a, a crash course in self-empowerment, they should check out Acid Reflex. comes out, I believe, October 28th. Is that correct? That's correct. October 28th. Definitely, definitely check it out. Also, log on to Gorilla Funk. And I'm sure listeners of this program know which spelling of gorilla uh, we're talking <laughs> about. There's actually a great lyric on your album about uh, about the spelling of gorilla. It's G U E. R-I-L-L-A funk.com yep. and uh, last question it's Paris double R but double R yes like, it is like 10 different URLs that have, have it so it doesn't really matter you could spell it G-O-R yes it is well thank you for correcting <laughs> uh, you'll be all good <laughs> see you're <laughs> continuing your education yeah, process right here uh, it's gorillafunk.com last question Paris are you going to be making it down to Southern California anytime for uh, some performances uh, I hope so you know I have uh, a George Clinton project uh, Conscious Daughters Project, and a project by a uh, guy named T-Cash, who is a spinoff from a group called The Coup, that I'm currently working on, and I have to deliver all of those projects before the end of the year, so it's looking kind of tight, but I am definitely trying to make it out. I need to do a, a, a stateside tour. Well, we would, we would love to have you down here. We'll uh, certainly let listeners know, and uh, we've got... Uh, the pre-release of Acid Reflex already charting here at the station. So, uh, Paris, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning, and uh, good luck with the new album. It's all good. Thanks for having me. Take thank care. you. Take care. All right.